Welcome to Real Food, Real Conversations with Sophia DeSantis, where we focus on finding our happy balance between salad and fries. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Real Food, Real Conversations podcast. I am so excited that you are here and listening. I wanted to catch you guys up on what we talked about on episode in episode two, which was how I have really started to change my life from the type A life that I used to always live into more of a type B relaxed lifestyle. And how even though I was given this type A body that it is possible to change your neural connections, the research show, shows that. And if you really want to change, you physically can change the way your brain is wired. And I'm so, so, so excited to tell you more about how this relates to my food journey. So as you heard in episode one, the very first time I realized that health really has to do with your own personal journey and your own body and your own situation and and point of your life, because the health, what's healthy for you at one point of your life changes to another point. My fertility was the first time I realized that. Well, the second big thing in our life that made us realize how connected we are to food is when my husband was told by his cardiologist that it maybe it was time for him to think of a diet change. He had high blood pressure and high cholesterol, and he got to a point where our life was super stressful. We had two kids. Um, our second baby had just been born. Our kids were 15 months apart. He traveled for work. Um, I had just, quote unquote, retired from teaching and there was a lot of stress and his medication did not work anymore. So he went to this new cardiologist that was close to us. And this guy, Dr. Avalos, um, he treated some of his patients through dietary changes. He wasn't pushy. He was very open-minded and um, just suggested to my husband he look into it. Well, I will never forget this. It was September of, um, let's see, it was September of 2013. No, 2012, September 2012, because our second son was just born. And my husband came to me and said, I want to try eating a plant-based diet. And honestly, I remember I was laying in bed with the baby and I looked up at him and I giggled. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You're Italian, meat and potatoes. How are you ever going to do that? He looked at me and he said, I feel terrible. I want to change. And when I saw his face, I knew he was serious. So being the person that I am, I said, all right, give me the month of September to do some, no, give me the month of October to do some research because this was end of September. Let me look into it. Let me, I, I like to research things. I like to be prepared. I don't like to like just jump into things. So the month of, month of September, I went online, I scoured, I looked up things and I said, all right, it takes 21 days to form a habit and 21 days I thought would give us an idea of whether this is something that we can do or it's not something we're interested in. So November 1st of 2012, we decided to do 21 days of an elimination diet is really what we called it, but it was mostly just a plant-based, gluten-free, refined sugar-free, caffeine-free, alcohol-free diet. Ironically, day 22 of that November was Thanksgiving, the day of eating. So it's very ironic that we did it, but we said, you know what, let's just do it. We figured What's the worst can can happen? Thanksgiving, we'll just pig out. So after this 21 days, and back then we were, we were, I was a very different cook. I have learned so much and changed so much about the way I create. 
But after 21 days, both of us just felt really well. Um, We felt amazing. I had felt hormonally was all over the place after my second baby. Postpartum was really hard, but I started feeling better. So we decided to give it a shot and continue to do this pretty much um, indefinitely. We did, though, for that 21 days, we were super strict, and we did realize that we needed to kind of take a step back and not overdo it. So we did kind of, for 21 days, we did the whole black and white super strict thing. And then we took a step back, and we started, you know, not stressing about every little thing. But that is how my blog was born. I was remaking all of our favorite foods, all of our favorite Um, go-to meals uh, without any dairy or meat or eggs, Um, very gluten-free. I wouldn't say 100% gluten-free, but definitely gluten-less. And people started asking me for recipes and said, oh, you should start a blog. And I kind of really laughed because I'm not much of a writer. Writing has never been my favorite thing. But lo and behold, I decided, hey, why not? And Veggies Don't Buy It was born. It was born on November, I want to say 20th, I think, in 2013. And since then, it has grown so much beyond what I ever would have imagined. It is now a brand. I'm an LLC. I am incorporated. Um, I just help people from all over the world. I am a photographer now. I taught myself photography. If you look at some of the pictures of my very first recipes, um, actually don't. They're terrible. I had a wonderful person in my life that told me the harsh truth that I needed to improve my photography skills because they sucked. And I have to say, I've come a long way. And although my photos aren't perfect, um, I'm super proud of them. And I love, I've developed a style kind of like my recipes and my life. My style is very simplistic. It focuses on the food. It doesn't have a lot of extra stuff in it, which is just kind of the way my life is. I don't like a lot of extra stuff. I like simple. I like you know, focusing on one thing at a time. Um, And that's kind of how I create now. I create my photographs that way. I create my food that way. But my journey into the vegan plant-based world was not, was a little bit rocky. When I first started, I kind of was met with a lot of um, uh, black and white bullying type behavior. And I'm not going to say that this is the way the entire industry is because I know multiple food bloggers in the vegan and plant-based world that are wonderful people and are not bullying and do not judge. But I am going to have to make this statement, and I know it's not going to make everybody happy, but I truly feel that in general, the vegan and plant-based world is a very toxic place for the mind. I think that there's a lot of underlying bullying going on and whether it's direct bullying or not there's always this undertone of well I'm vegan or well I don't do that um and it's not direct a lot of the time I see it a lot of indirect ways but I've also started looking past that and looking at um other types of of things going on and I'm finding that there is a lot of food problems coming out of that mindset. That somebody who has issues with food, and I'm talking people who have, um, you know, bulimia, anorexia, different type of food disorders, eating disorders. Um, I 
can say that I've never really had an eating disorder because I, I don't know if it was just the way I was raised. Although that being said, I have fallen victim to this all or nothing mentality from time to time. And it started when I first started blogging, I felt like even though I wasn't all or nothing in my real life, like I couldn't really talk about that because it was so taboo is either you were, or you weren't. And that is the way I ran my blog for many, many years. And then in 2000, let's say this is a, gosh, this is, um, a year and a half ago. I don't think it's been, it'll be two years in September. Yes. Two years in September. So almost two years ago, I met my absolutely incredible business coach, Jenny Melrose. And it was the year, summer we had gone to Greece and I had finished writing a cookbook and the cookbook just burnt me out. It's amazing and I love it. And it is just incredible. But I, and I, a hundred percent feel like I don't regret doing it, but I have to tell you that it completely wore me out. I was burnt out. So I didn't do, I kind of took a step back and I was still, you know, after the cookbook, you know, blogging things here and left, but I wasn't doing much. Then I went to Greece with my family. That's where my family's from. We did a huge trip for about a month and I did nothing. I just stepped away and I relaxed and ate food and drank and spent time with my family and toured islands. And it was just incredible, an incredible trip. And I came back and my son was starting preschool that fall. And my husband turned to me and he said, well, what are you going to do? Do you want to continue with your business or do you want to let it go? And at that point I was making some money. I wasn't making a ton, but I, you know, I was definitely making a little bit of money here and there for some ads, a few brand jobs, um, but not a ton. But something inside of me didn't want to let it go. I, I knew that there was more I could do. I just felt lost is what it was. I felt lost so I looked at my husband. I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to make this a business. I've got to do something. So I found this business coach by complete fate. And honestly, it's totally fate because she has changed my life. Um, I was searching on the web for a tech person because I decided that if I'm going to make this a business, I had to let go of something because I was doing everything myself at the time. And I needed to let go of the tech because that's what gave me the most stress. So I was in one of my Facebook groups looking for a tech guy. I knew that there was a ton of recommendations. And in that search, I found this name of this girl who had a pitching course, brand pitching course. And I knew that I loved working with brands. While some bloggers think that it's like, quote unquote, a sellout to work with brands, um, that, oh, you're being paid to say you like something. The truth of the matter is that I never really worked with a brand that I didn't love. It was very authentic the way I worked with them. Um, and that's just me. I, I'm a real person. I used to get in trouble when I was long, younger because I couldn't lie to like save my life. I My mom knew every single time I was lying. I always got in trouble for lying constantly because I, I have that face. It's my biggest um, quality that I love, but it's also something that gets me in trouble because I have a really hard time fi- uh, hiding my emotions. <laughs> um, so I found this coach through this she, she did a pitching course and I decided, hey, this pitching course sounds really cool. I love working with brands and I'd love to work with more. So I emailed her at like midnight on like a Sunday and I, I literally spilled my guts to her and I figured she's going to think I'm crazy. She's not going to get back to me. I woke up the next day and she had emailed me back and 
I saw that as a sign. She'd email me back. I just, through her email, I could just tell that we would get along fabulously. And long story short, we totally connected. Um, She's still my business coach today. She has made my business from something that kind of made some money to a full-blown entrepreneurial business. And I could not thank her more. It has become who I am. I find love in everything that I do now. I'm so passionate about it. And I just can't believe I almost let it go. Um, I just, she helped me realize who I am through my business. And the number one thing I remember her telling me is that you are not born for everybody to love you. And you need to start focusing your business on your avatar, your prime person. And my prime person was always somebody that was in the gray, was never this black and white vegan plant-based eater. And I try, I attract a lot of vegan plant-based eaters because everything I create is plant-based, but I don't live that strict life and it just doesn't work for me. It never has. And I'm realizing that. And I started realizing that back in my fertility days that the black and white does not work for me. I am born to live the life of balance. My mental health is not strong enough to live in a black and white world. It causes my anxiety to spike like no other. And every time I'm presented with a situation that is like that, I have to say no and step away because it does not serve me. And I know that if something is not a hell yes, it's definitely a no for me right now. So I felt like I didn't fit in. And finally, I met this business coach that made me realize that I actually just need to create my own space. I don't have to fit in. I don't have to attract everybody. And as soon as I made that shift from black and white to being me, I started attracting the most amazing readers. And some of my readers do live a very strict vegan lifestyle, which great. I don't judge. Do what works for you. But they don't judge me that I don't. And the people that did judge me when I finally talked about how I am who I am and we're not vegan, we're not 100% plant-based, we mostly plant-based food. I do create all plant-based food because that's my passion and that's what I love to create. But my passion also is living a chill life and, and not being stressed all the time. So, you know, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we don't eat plant-based food and it is what it is and that's not a big deal in my book. Um, my why is uh, my husband's health and that's why I did it. And I support my husband to eat the way he needs to eat. But what I'm finding out is that for me and my body, I might need to be eating a little bit different than him because I recently found out that I need to cut gluten out. Uh, we were very gluten low, but we definitely eat a lot of whole grains, um, sprouted wheat and stuff like that. And I started seeing a, uh, naturopathic MD and she had me on a gluten-free diet and after about three weeks I noticed a dramatic difference in my body dramatic from certain things that I didn't even know were a problem I started feeling better and realized how awful I felt once I felt better and I just have trouble with some things and so it is what it is. I, I'm a little less plant-based than I used to be because there's certain things that I can't eat that I um, 
I, I can't eat 100% like the gluten thing. Like I, that is an all or nothing for me right now because I know how good it makes me feel to not eat it. And so I have to be more relaxed in other areas to counteract that stress of not being able to always, sorry, take that back, that stress of having to always worry about the gluten. I need to take a step back in other areas that I um, used to kind of think about. It's just a balance in my brain and it's the way I work. And I think it's okay. I will, I still create plant-based stuff um, 100%. I love eating, you know, a lot of plant-based stuff. Um, the challenge of creating something plant-based is feeds my creativity and my soul like no other. And that's just what I love to do. And I love veggies. I love fruit. I love plants and I will continue to eat them. Um, but I just wanted to share that it's it's okay to love doing something, but also be okay with other things. It's not an all or nothing life. Most of us live in the middle. Most of us live in the gray. And the minute we realize that the gray is our happy place, and maybe the gray isn't your happy place, but for a lot of us that it is, a lot of people are fighting to live in that black and white when deep down it's the gray that they need to be in. And it's okay. It's not worth your mental health to try and be in a place that doesn't work for you. And you have to think about your why and that's what it comes down to. And some people struggle in the gray. Some people need that black and white. But I urge you to think about it though because some of us think we need that black and white because I used to think that way. And whether it's society or the online world or a pressure, our husband, our best friend, our parents, whoever, whether they are the ones that are pressuring you, maybe you don't realize it. But once I took a step back and a lot of it was through my work of meditation and yoga and and becoming that type B type lifestyle made me realize so many things in my life that I didn't realize before. And I'm so happy that I'm to a point where I have stopped caring about what a lot of people think and I need to focus on me and what makes me happy. Um, I feel like I want to help anybody that's out there that wants to focus on figuring out what works for them. That's what I do. Um, I am very close to getting an actual health coach certificate. I am qualified to be a health coach. I just have to actually take the test. And right now I cannot take the test because we're all self-isolating. Um, but I was supposed to, <laughs> and I will, but according to ACE, I, I definitely have all the credentials. I just need to make it official. So I do work with clients. Um, I do help people, uh, organize their, their, um, food life is what I like to call it. I'm an expert in meal systems and in making something work for you that isn't necessarily a black and white um, situation or isn't necessarily the way that works for everybody else because we're all individuals and it's so, so, so important for us to realize that. So part of this also is that we need to fuel our mind and our body. We need to eat for our body and we need to eat for our mind. And that's where my balance comes in is sometimes cookies are what I want and that's what I'm going to eat because cookies are good for my soul. They also can be good for your body, but some cookies aren't super nutritious and that's totally okay. We don't have to always be eating things that are that are just nutritious. I mean, I love creating amazing desserts that are also nutritious. I have so many of those on my blog, um, but 
I also like to eat things that aren't maybe necessarily great for my body, but they taste freaking good and my mind wants them, so I eat them, which is why I always talk about the balance between salad and fries because French fries are something that will never go away for me um, unless all of a sudden they all became full of gluten. God, please don't let that happen because I love them so much. But it's important to realize that there is a fine line between your health and your obsession to be healthy. And that line definitely is fine. We can be healthy, we can be obsessive, and they can look the same. And it's something that we need to really work on, especially in the online world. So stay tuned for next episode. We're gonna talk all about that fine line between health and obsession.